The Out of Bounds Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Startville, and Tupelo. Bulldog Burger, delicious burgers, sandwiches, appetizers, and a great selection of craft beer. Bulldog Burger, Ridgeland. Starville and Tupelo. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Want to say good morning. Welcome in. We're uh, we're turning the page here, and we will we'll go heavy SEC football and NFL. We want to welcome in our friend Dave Bartu at CFB Matrix on Twitter. He's got all sorts of things going on, and Bartu joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. What's up, buddy? Dude, so now that the draft's over, we got 11 and a half months of SEC football to go? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know what's amazing, Bartu, is you and I talk all the time. And I was talking to you. You were asking me about my trip to the NFL draft mm-hmm. in Vegas. And you know what's amazing about them is I'm out there for almost four days, and it was a cool experience, and I'd never thought about going to the draft until this all shook out. And I'm glad I went in Vegas because it's a cool place, but all they did out there was promote their next thing, which was their schedule drop May 12th. I mean, it, they are so good at owning the sports, you know, space between our ears and in front of our eyes. Nobody does it better. Bartu. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always on to the, uh, always on to the next big thing. You know, you, you were at the event and they're already, like you said, promoting the next one. And it's a, well, it's a constant marketing cycle, right? That's just the way it is. And it's the same thing for all the sports. You know, I was looking at you, uh, uh, checking out your Twitter feed. Danny Cannell was talking about, you know, college footballs, you know, going in the wrong direction and we need to find a solution. And your counter was, you know, hey, it, it took forever to get here to allow players to, or whatever student athletes uh-huh. to, to you, you know, to leverage their name, image, likeness. And again, most of these are small deals. Okay. We get caught up in what we believe Tennessee offering several million dollars to a quarterback in this next class. But I've heard enough of, from, from soccer and, and, and even football and basketball and baseball of 2,500, $3,500, $5,000 deals. Uh, but we only focus on the big ones. You know, talk a little bit about, what you said, your counter to to Canell, and and why you don't think anything's going to change anytime soon with guardrails for nil. All right. Well, I don't remember exactly what I tweeted back at that dude, but I, I do remember him. You know, and a lot of people were like this, right? Hair on fire. Oh my God, we're going the wrong way. I can't believe this is happening. You know, and and everybody everybody's trying to overcorrect in the middle of the highway, uh, you know, instead of just staying in the lane and look at uh, how many years has everybody been complaining about, we need something for the student athletes. I mean, decades, Decade, right? I mean, yes. It's been a long time. Right. So, so, so it took um, an act of the government, which of course the act of the government was, yeah, NIL is great because now we get all the tax revenue. Right. I mean, that's the only reason to do it. Illegal, illegal is not taxed. Legal is taxed. That, that's your, that's your line easy um so it's it took us 20 years to get this far you're not turn this is a titanic 
right? You're not turning this ship rapidly. Uh, so it, there's really no going back there. But I think a lot of the overhype is focusing on the very, very few deals. You know, uh, most of the student athletes aren't getting much of anything. You know, when you look at the big picture, yeah. uh, most of it is going to be on uh, affiliate program, influencer programs, things like that, uh, which are opportunities. And that's cool. But uh, I, I just feel that everybody is, you know, with the hair on fire trying to turn it so quick and i think you just need to calm down a little bit agree you know because not only yeah not only do you have nil you you had the you had these two massive rivers of change flowing together okay you had nil coming from one way then you had covid extra bonus year coming from the other direction and all of a sudden you had nil mixing in with with super seniors in one massive blow to what we see is stability right now you got guys with making big money you got guys transferring all over the place and you know I, I work with enough head coaches where it's just hold your breath calm down okay just just relax because there's going to be a process of the nil pushing its way through you know um because you know okay great you you paid a guy eight million dollars to come to your school odds are He's just going to cash that check and go nowhere. That's right. Right? I mean, that's real, That's really the odds. I mean, it's zero. Next to zero, that guy uh, is going to be worth the money. Um, and, and so just calm down. I think the other point is that, like with Canal, he's like, well, what do the fans need to do? You don't need to do squat because you can't do anything. <laughs> that's right. Right? That's right. You can't do anything, you dummy. You know, it, well, the fans are going to make this happen. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, be still my beating heart. Look, if somebody really wanted to not make this happen, all it takes is a head coach and an AD to go, yeah, uh, the collective paying that guy $8 million, yeah, we don't want him. We just won't accept him, right? We don't, we're, that's not how we're doing it. So until you see a head coach and administration turning guys down, they have the power. Right. They can turn these guys away. Any head coach, you know, whether it's Mike Leach or Lane Kiffin or Nick Saban, any of these guys can go, yeah, I don't I don't want to play that game. I don't want to do it this way. That's right. But they are. That's right. So until they stop doing it, <laughs> until they stop doing it, there's no there's no power in the fans. They all think they influence the games every single weekend and they all think they have all this power and this that the other you might have a power over like the tennessee administration when they try to hire shiano and you go bat ass crazy that's cool but when it comes down to the ncaa as a whole and i think this situation until head coaches and administrators until they step up and say no to this change in certain areas then it's status quo but I, I do feel over the years, in the ne in the next three four years, it will slowly the shine will wear off. I agree. Collectives will lose their power. People won't be contributing as much money because man, I'm contributing all this money. And we're still seven and five. <laughs> yeah, you still you're still crappy at recruiting, right? You still can't do it, you know. And I think the transfer portal is overrated. I think people who rely expand on, on that. Like a, expand okay. on that. Okay. Um, I, I'm drawing a connection to my work with the NFL in the last couple of couple in the last month. Okay, when you look at NFL franchises, the best, most stable NFL franchises, the ones who win the most football games, utilize the least number of starters and free agents. 
They're very good at the draft. They are very good at getting starts out of their draft picks. They are very consistent at the guys they bring in, keeping those starts and not letting them go. Okay. Um, so I liken the transfer portal to free agency. Okay. Most teams that rely heavy on free agency are crappy. They cycle. You, you got to remember there's, and there's a salary cap in the NFL, right? So everybody's spending the same amount of money basically. Um, but some of them are cycling through guys a lot more, you know? And so you, you look at, you look at green Bay. Okay. 134 starters in the last 10 years. Awesome franchise, right? Awesome franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the Cleveland Browns, 119 starters. New York Jets, 223 starters. You know, 219 starters. You, know, you almost double Green Bay. So when I see teams heavy in the transfer portal, relying heavily on the transfer portal, you know, I get it if maybe you want to try to get a quarterback, but I think you rely on it too much. You risk becoming that NFL franchise that just churns through guys and has no stability at all. Well, and Lane Kiffin's going all in. Now, Lane's hot right now, right? He's done a mag- – you've mm-hmm. talked about it. He's done a magnificent job at Ole Miss the last two years. You've talked about how he really grew up at Bama, but he took that and did a an amazing job at Florida Atlantic. And then he parlayed that yeah. into a good job. Now he's making over $7 million a year, and he won 10 games with Matt Corral. But there can be – what you're saying is there can be a too much – component of transfer portal when you're trying to bring in 13 14 guys and hoping that all of them because the bus rate's still pretty high it's just like for juco's uh what would you say to you know because lane's all in on the transfer portal bar two well i i'd have to break down what came in okay uh i'm more interested in guys that are falling forward so what I, what I mean by that is is he taking that guy that developed really good. Let's say he that junior that developed that junior lineman that developed really good at Louisiana under Billy Napier, mm-hmm. and he falls forward into Ole Miss. Okay, that's cool. And does he have the height and weight of an Ole Miss starter? Okay, so there's a couple of components there, but the number one is is the guy falling forward. All right, so that's what I, that's what I want to see the guy that's moving up. Um, because that guy's going to work harder. He's going to get to Ole Miss and go, wow, this is cool here, all right, um, versus the guy that is falling sideways or falling down. You know, you, you take that Alabama guy that can't make it at Alabama, and, and you bring him in. What's his attitude going to be like? You know, he, he went from the, the top, and he's moving sideways or moving down. I think you're looking at cultural issues there. So when you evaluate all these transfers, one of the things I'm looking at is how many guys are you getting that are falling forward into your program that are going to just try to kill it when they're there because they never had this opportunity before versus the guy that maybe is just a malcontent somewhere else and is leaving because he's not getting playing time. I don't want that guy. Mm. I don't want that guy at all because you know who else doesn't want that guy? The NFL. You watch the transfer rate. If you transfer from a program and a head coach – that hasn't left, you know, so the head coach is still there. There's been no coaching turnover. You transfer from one program to another because you couldn't cut it because it was too tough. That is going to be a red flag for NFL teams in the future. It already is. Watch it hurt more kids than it'll help. Dave Bartu on the Corona Premier Guest Line talking SEC college football, tying it in with the NFL. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. The show is brought to you by 
Sound and Communication, soundcomav.com for your, all your audio and visual, soundcomav.com. Okay, let's talk Ole Miss this year. Um, the schedule is pretty amazing. I don't think it mattered who Lane Kiffin signed uh, this past year. Uh, they play – no, I'm going to rip through it real – the first six real quick, oh, and then we dude, can go. It's, it's, it's 7-0, and right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't matter who transfers in. This is just a delicious, delicious schedule. You cannot set it up any better than this. Hit it. All right, Troy, Central Arkansas, at Georgia Tech, Tulsa, Kentucky, at Vandy, and Auburn, who has dead man walking. Part two. Dude, seriously, right? 7-0. and Yeah. And aren't, aren't you looking at 7-0 and here? Because Troy has the worst graded coaching staff in the Sun Belt. Boom, that's a W. Central Arkansas, right? At Georgia Tech, you know, struggling. Defense hasn't been there. New offensive coordinator, massive recruiting advantage. Tulsa, obviously massive recruiting advantage. Tulsa just lost their, their defensive coordinator that was holding everything together. Tulsa's going to get killed in this game. Now, Kentucky, I don't think it's a coin flip. It's at home. That is another great schedule hit right there big recruiting advantage over kentucky huge coaching advantage over kentucky kentucky has one of the bottom three coaching staffs in the sec vanderbilt the worst coaching staff in the sec and and auburn the second worst coaching staff in the sec i mean any, anything really less than seven and oh out of the gate I, I don't know about you but i'd be I'd, I'd be disappointed in this hell if, if mississippi state or arkansas have this same schedule i'd be disappointed with anything less than seven and oh yeah, and so so they face the worst coaching staff, second to worst, and third worst coaching staff. You know, right. In, in, yeah, three weeks in October. Awful, horrible, and ugly. Man, Lane Kiffin's living right. This is – and he, he avoids Florida and Georgia and Tennessee. So right. that's – and, uh, and he gets the Tigers – with a full new staff, right, right, whole, a whole new staff there, um, you know, at at A and M, nothing's really changed there. That's 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 obviously where we're, you know the bottom half is where it gets brutal. But anybody like State gets gets LSU early, which is which is I think is a schedule bonus because the earlier you get LSU, you can't argue the talent at LSU. I mean, you're talking about the sure. what the second most NFL starts over the last ten years. I mean, it's it's just a factory there of talent, um, but you know, at LSU, uh, you, you got to call that a coin flip because the coaching staff at Ole Miss is better than LSU, and LSU still trying to get their stuff together. Uh, at A and M, we'll call that a loss. And and if you look at Vegas, the early line on that is eight wins, right? So you're just you're looking at these last five. If you're betting over eight, you're saying okay, if they start out seven and zero, oh, I need a W in these last five to just simply get a push. Now, I believe LSU is a 50-50 because LSU has a new staff. Everything's new there, um, and, and Ole Miss's staff is better. A&M will call that a loss. At home against Alabama, look, let's not just be stupid. We'll just say Alabama wins everything every time, and it'll sure. just be easier that way, right? I mean, um, then you go to at Arkansas. Now, that, that's pro- that is your big one right there. If you're betting the over – that that game at Fayetteville is the game because LSU is probably a 
uh, A&M, Alabama are going to be losses. Now, at Arkansas, you're coming off of Alabama at home. So that November 19th game in Fayetteville could be huge emotional letdown. That's one of your top three coaching staffs in the SEC. So that is that is the big game right there if you're betting the over, in my opinion. I, I'd, I'd call that a 50-50 game, same as, as LSU. So now we're at eight wins, and then you got Mississippi State at home. You got a better coaching staff, a little bit more talent. I'm leaning old miss in, in that one as well. So we're looking at I like the eight. I see where it's at in terms of the line. And so you just need one of the wins at LSU or at Arkansas to push it over the top. I I lean the over eight because I see nine more plausible than seven. Okay. Uh how about that for our listeners? Dave Bar two on the out of bounds show. You you've got I've never, I can't ever remember a, a, a seven-game stretch like this for Ole Miss or Mississippi State, in which Bartu says seven and zero, oh, but really worst-case scenario would be six and one, and I don't know who that would be. The one would right, be from, Kentucky? yeah. I mean, they're they're going to have to lose at home to Kentucky or Auburn. You know, I mean, any of the other five, if 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 somebody pulls an upset off, I mean, we're not call, we're not calling the ball on that. I mean, the talent gap, the coaching gap is just ridiculous in, in all those other five football games. Kentucky just doesn't have very good coaching staff. You know, I mean, they got a, they got a quarterback that is projected top 10 in the NFL draft, um, you know, but they, they got a new offensive coordinator that we have ranked in the bottom four of offensive coordinators in the SEC. Wow. They got a good, they got a good defensive coordinator. Brad White is solid. Okay. okay. Um, you know, but you got Brad White versus Lane Kiffin, right? And Lane, Lane Kiffin is top top three offensive coordinator in the SEC. Hold on, it's it's Kendall so, Browse, then Lane, or Kendall Browse and someone else? Uh, it's it's uh, it's Bryles. Where's Bryles at? It's a there. There's three guys that are just in kind of a league all by themselves. It's Bryles, Kiffin, and Heupel. Got it. Okay, good deal. Okay, but those are if, if I'm if I'm draft, you know, I like putting guys in groups with our grading because there's not that much difference between them. You you would take any of these guys, and and then your next level of guy is really good, right there, you know. So so right right below those guys, your next one down would be Napier at Florida. Woo! He's 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 going to do well. Really, wow. yeah, he is he is tight in there. Um, there's not a lot of difference between Napier and Bryles. Oh, okay. So, I mean, we're, it's real close between what you're saying is Browse, Kiffin, Heupel, Napier. It's, there's not a lot of difference, right? No, no, I, I, you know, I'd put Billy fourth in there overall, but he also has a lot less of a sample size, right? You know, we haven't seen him call plays as long. So, you know, let, let's see how that goes going forward. But I, I would really heavily bet on that guy to be successful, but, you know, but you look at, you know, at Kentucky versus Ole Miss, um, Kentucky's going to, to me, is going to have to win with their defense. Unless, of course, this quarterback that they have is an NFL quarterback. You know, if he can push Kentucky to nine, 10 wins, that's NFL level quarterback because the offensive coordinator is not good at all. They're, Kentucky's going to have to win on offense through the quarterback. Yeah, they're not winning that game. Of the they- For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. They right. won't score it up. So, so let's go. We, we just had an MSU listener go, uh, better coaching staff, my ass. Explain why Ole Miss, because you like, uh, obviously, Kiffin, Trump's Leach, and you like Leach, but Kiffin, mm-hmm. as a play caller, especially what he's come up with the last five years, kind of changing his stripes and so on, six, seven years, uh-huh. Bama and FA, FAU and Ole Miss. Um, yeah. And then you like Crum over Arnett. But just walk us through the difference in the staffs, Bartu. Okay, okay. So when I'm talking staffs, it's, it's always interesting when somebody pops off like that because I'm talking all 11 headsets. Mm-hmm. So if, if somebody in the time we started talking about this and this person texted in, if they went through and evaluated all 11 headsets for each team in the SEC, hats off to you. That is really cool to go through 160 guys that fast. All right. But when, when you look at the head coach, the head coach is basically a wash. Kiffin and Leach as head coaches, it's, it's, it's a wash in terms of the numbers. You look at offensive scoring efficiency, okay, um, the numbers lean towards Lane as the more consistent play caller. Now, Leach pulls off Ws, right? I told you, he's a walking upset. Mm-hmm. It's amazing sometimes. But from a consistency standpoint, Lane has been more consistent there. All right. But even if you call the head coach in the OC a wash, you go to the DC crumb young guy. We don't have a big profile on him. He hasn't been calling a lot of football games. Kind of the same thing with Arnett. We have crumb rated at a 52.4. We got Arnett at a 46.5. So, you know, on a scale of zero to 100. So they're, they're pretty close to each other. All right. But the real kicker is when we start getting into the support staff. Okay. You look at your special teams coach, Eric for Mississippi State. We've got him graded at a 53. We got Marty up at Ole Miss graded at a 69. Wow. That is a big gap. That is a big gap. And I'll, and I'll tell you right now, because right now the average special teams coach in the SEC is very good. Very good. We got Eric in the bottom three for Mississippi State. So I think there's going to be one football game where you just you gnash your teeth over special teams. Because there's so many good special teams coaches in the SEC, and we don't have a big body of work on Eric. So that's why he's graded down. So special teams leans Ole Miss. Now you start looking at the offensive support staff, the headsets there. This is about even. Okay, uh, we, got, we got Ole Miss and Mississippi State almost the exact number. So we're talking running back coach. We're talking quarterback coach, wide receiver coach, offensive line coach, all about the same. Now, if you were going to put a question mark on Ole Miss this year, it's like, okay, Levy is a really good quarterback coach. You lost him. How replaceable is that as a quarterback coach? Because Lane was calling the plays. Lane's going to be a good play caller either way. Right. But that quarterback coach, that's probably your big question. The big separation in these two staffs gets down to the defensive support staff. And with, with Ole Miss, we have Ole Miss as um, the number two defensive support staff in the SEC behind Alabama. Wow. Whereas Mississippi State is in the bottom four in defensive support staff. That's where the difference is, and that's why I have Ole Miss as a better overall 11 headset state this year. Bam. We'll leave it there. Boy, that'll be a great tease for the next interview. 
That was fantastic. Bartu, have a great Monday. Appreciate it, dude. Love you, brother. Have a good week, man. At CFB Matrix, he just while I love the 11 headsets thing. All right. They have graded all 11 headsets with every Power 5 program. There you have it. If you missed any of it, go to Apple Podcast or Spotify. Search the Out of Bounds show with Bo Bounds. We're powered by Independent Roofing Systems, the number one commercial roofing company in the state of Mississippi. Independent Roofing Systems, roofing.ms.